Good afternoon and welcome to Newsbreak Talk. I'm Genevieve Lanka. Anti-Indian comments made by Pomlani Mfeka and his organizations have once again cast the spotlight on racism in the country. It has created much anger within the South African Indian community, many of whom are calling for swift and decisive action against him. I asked Durban residents how they feel and this is what they had to say. We are a, a rainbow nation now, but, and I don't think that's a good idea just because there are lots of different nations in South Africa, you see. As hard as you work, that's how you end your living. If you're lying, actually doing nothing, at the end of the day, you won't get nothing. Pumlani Mfeka, have you heard of him? <laughs> yes, I've heard of him. What do you think of him? What do you think of the comments that he's made? In terms of uh, saying that uh, all the Indians must go. Yes. We are all united now. Why they call us a rainbow nation instead of, uh, you see now, it's just an opposition. It's, it's, it's trying to oppose that mm -hmm. because we need to unite. We need to work together. We need to give each other support. We just abolish apartheid. We need to grow up now. This is 2015. Those times are gone. Forget about the past. You must think about the future. Don't think about us now. Think about the new generation that will be coming up. In order for them to build our country as a beautiful country as it is, everybody, even internationally, they know that this is a rainbow nation. When you look at uh, our flag, there's so many colors. There's red, there's white, and so on, and so on, and so on. What does it mean? It means we are a rainbow nation. How does it make you feel as young South Africans of Indian origin to hear such comments? Horrible. Horrible? Yeah. Why, why so? Because um, we're from South Africa, so we should be we should be treated as South Africans too. And everybody's equal. Why be different all of a sudden? We are all Africans, you know. One thing I can assure you, they won't do what they did in 49. That I can assure you. They'll never do it. That will never repeat again. That I can rest assured. We won't sit back. We won't sit back. That is the feeling of the community at the receiving end of the comments made by Mfeka. We will be taking your calls this afternoon. Uh, I will give out the number when we do open our lines. But today I want to caution you. Let's keep the comments clean. So no racism, hate speech or derogatory remarks will be tolerated. For the purpose of time, I'm going to ask you, please keep your, co your comments short as possible. And remember, our focus today is on building communities, not breaking relations. So keep that at the back of your mind when you do decide to call in. But joining me now via the lines uh, is the Premier of KwaZulu Natal, Senzo Hunu. A very good afternoon to you and thank you for, for joining us, sir. Good afternoon to you and to the listeners of uh, Lotus 7. Well, Premier, just to be able to put some of the fears at rest uh, from the, commu the Indian community or the South African community of Indian origin, lots of people are uh, very angry at the remarks that were made by Mr. Pumlani Mfeka and his various organizations. Your reaction to it, firstly? Premier? Premier, are you there? No, we seem to have lost the Premier. We're going to try to get him back again. Remember today, we are talking about the remarks made by Mr. Pumlani Mfeka and his organizations. And we're talking about how to get past these comments that have been made and also what action can be taken against such individuals to ensure that this doesn't happen again. Now, my colleague Maya Jugjeevan had spoken to Ashin Singh, who is the convener of the organization Samrim, because they have decided to take this
to the Equality Court. And this is what he had to say. Our dealings with Mfeta go back to the time he was with the Mazibuye Forum. And we've negotiated, we've entered into dialogue, we've had discussions, we met Mazibuye Forum face to face on a number of occasions. And it needs to be stopped. And this time there's no place for dialogue and discussions and meeting round tables. He must face the full wrath of the law. What criminal charges are you talking about? In criminal proceedings, you've got to prove he said that you've got to have evidence linking him to it. There's all sorts of technical rules that have to be met, rules of evidence, etc. So we need to prove that he said these things and it came from his phone, etc. His conduct constitutes intimidation, it constitutes an incitement to court violence, it constitutes criminal injury, and that is just criminal charges. Um, in the broader spectrum, if you look at the Equality Court case, which is a separate action, the Equality Court deals with issues of human dignity, respect, issues in the Bill of Rights and the Constitution which are protected. There's not necessarily a criminal offence to undermine those rights, but by undermining an entire race group, it becomes irregular in terms of the conventions of human rights and the protection of minorities. There are special con international conventions that protect minorities and prevents racial utterances that are inflammatory and designed to cause violence. You see, in fact, I was referring to the 1949 riots and 1985 attacks on Indians and threatening to soak the soil with the blood of people. And, you know, there's only so much you can put up with and there's only so much negotiation and discussion. Previously, your organization has had engagement with Julius Malema in terms of his utterances about the Indian community. Would you then be willing, in the name of social cohesion, to... Hello, sir. Can you hear me? Uh, on 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 our feelings and uh, that of other people. That look, much as you have free expression entitled to it, but what you are saying is uh, is hate speech. It is racism. Um, no matter how you try to justify it, and and rather stop it, and find another way of raising these issues uh, as as a, as a, as a as, 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 as direct issues where, for instance, there are a number of people in, in, in Gwazul Natal, uh, indigenous Africans who are employed by uh, Indians, whether at family level or, or at firm level. Uh, there are also a number of those people employed by whites, uh, white firms and so on, and others work for other indigenous Africans. Now, the relationship between employer and employee with regard to conditions of service is nothing new. It has produced unions and it has produced uh, very, very sharp militancy in South Africa in terms of mm -hmm. salaries and other conditions. Now, that should not then be exploited uh, to saying uh, bad relations between employee and employee employer and employee are confined to those who are employed by Indians so that we must uh, then uh, perpetrate uh, uh, and, 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 and propagate among uh, indigenous mm -hmm. uh, Africans that in fact this is only happening to them and is done by Indians. Because and there is those, that perception. Those indigenous, uh, those indigenous Africans who are doing a similar thing are not, we must be silent against them exploiting their fellow indigenous Africans. Mm -hmm. And those whites who are doing the same thing we must be silent on them and direct our anger against Indians. And that is racism and that is what we reject.
uh, totally because and Premier, it that is a vital point that you're raising that really is a, a vital point because there's this perception that's been created by Mfeka a lot of people on his social networks have agreed with him where they're saying that it's just a particular race group that has these labor issues and this is what it translates to it's it's labor issues and it is something that is experienced across the board just to give you an idea sir I spoke to different race groups and asked them how much they pay their domestic workers how they treat their domestic workers and a lot of the issues that has been mentioned by Mr. Mfeka is across the board across all the races as well that, that, is, that is true he knows Mr. Mfeka knows unless he chooses um, through his own criteria uh, to confine that to uh, where it relates to Indian empl- employees, employers, and then chooses to close his ears and eyes to the exploitation uh, directed against uh, the same uh, people but from white employees, employers, and from indigenous uh, African employers. He knows that there's nothing like uh, um, employers being Indians only in Gosul Natal and therefore people suffering whatever they are suffering uh, from uh, such uh, employers only. And, and this is exactly what we're trying to bring home. We're not saying he should shut up uh, uh, and so on, but we're saying don't uh, um, perpetuate hate speech, don't perpetuate racism and try to dress it up with any other rhetoric because it's not going to happen it's racism and it's going to remain racism and and he then becomes a racist which we're saying we are rejecting that there should be somebody who should uh, seek to get limelight uh, as a result i as, mm-hmm. as a result of him being racist now i know what he says he says um, well, there are people who share uh, the sentiment. In any given uh, province, uh, any village, any country, there, there would be people who would want to uh, group themselves and then uh, propagate certain ideas mm-hmm. and then get known uh, either as criminals. You know, in a society, there would be criminals, a group of criminals who would want to be known as robbers, they would annihilate uh, people, rob them of their cars, rape them, and do and do all sorts of things. Now we should reject them, and we should uh, 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 condemn them, and you will find this uh, everywhere. And, 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 so is and, this and, what Mr. Mfeka is doing? He's trying to use this as his claim to fame? I'm saying, I'm saying... Uh, we should condemn people who try to steal limelight uh, at the expense uh, of people and uh, and, and by uh, sowing hatred among people and 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 actually exploiting whatever they can exploit mm-hmm. uh, um, in society. I mean, in this case, yes. you can clearly see that there is a unemployment, uh, two, there's dissatisfaction across the board about salaries and other related conditions of service. And by Which the are way, really national issues. By the way, by the way, this also exists between government as an employer and employees of the state itself. Hmm. Well, now, 
But you Premier, are not going to see, yeah. Premier, yeah. just a All second. Right. What we're going to do, we're going to go to the lines now. It's just gone 20 okay. minutes past one. And we want to give our callers an opportunity to be able to give their views a voice. The number to dial 089-310-8789. Remember, though, we are going to keep this conversation clean. So no racism, hate speech, or derogatory remarks will be tolerated. And for the purpose of time, I'm going to ask you to keep your comments as short as possible. Our focus today is on building communities and not breaking relations. Anonymous, good afternoon. Good afternoon and thank you for taking my call. No problem. I just just want to uh, firstly agree with the Premier and to thank him for uh, building peace and building the nation. What I am concerned about is under the circumstances, unfair labor practices are not acceptable, no racist remarks. What I would like to suggest is that there has to be an awareness raising of where the Indians came from and how they came here. The current generation of people are not aware that Indians were brought here by the British as slaves. They came in as slaves, they struggled, they were exploited, and it was a lot of hard work and sacrifices that they were able to come out of that slave, uh, the conditions that you know, they were brought under. And this history must be shared, not just on a platform where uh, your audience is mainly Indians, but on other platforms as well. So that there is a greater understanding of, you know, the history of the Indians. And also to build peace and uh, to understand the implications, you have to make responsible remarks in this day and age. You cannot afford that. Those are my comments. Thank you so much. Well, a vital comment that you're making there about uh, Indian history needing to be taught across all cultures so everybody has an understanding of it. We're going to speak to Pops Viraj, I believe it is. Good afternoon. Hi, ma'am. How are you? Thank you for taking my call. No problem. You can go uh, ahead. Ma'am, uh, what I want to make straight to you is, uh, number one, we Indians, when we came into this country, yeah, we actually, we were the people that taught all the other races how to plant the sugarcane, how to cut it, how to take it to Tamil and what have you. We Indians worked very hard. We built our own schools. Our great-grandfathers built our own schools. We taught our own children. And we also, we worked very hard to be where we are today. So when when other race groups say that we Indian people are underestimating them and, and we, we're taking them for granted, which is very wrong. You know what? In KZN, our, our people, our, our local people are very lazy. They don't want to work. They don't want to work. Are you there, sir? No, we seem to have lost pops there. Uh, I wonder, though, if that's not an, an issue across all racial groups where you do have a sector of um, the community that would prefer not to work, that do have an entitlement issue, but that's not restricted to one particular race group, so to speak. Let's speak to Rikesh, I believe it is, from Peter Marisburg. Good afternoon. Hi. Hi, Rikesh. Go ahead. Yes, I think uh, the um, second comments are racism in its purest form. Mm-hmm. It is uh, racist. You cannot beat around the bush. And uh, what he has done is made a general statement uh, painting all Indians with the same brush, which is wrong. Yes. Uh, the, the problem I have, uh, the, you see, Impeka is one of many, and there will be other people that will comment and stuff. It's how, how serious we take the, these comments and how it is handled. <coughs> now, my, my problem is, as uh, far as the, 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 uh, the politics of this whole thing, no, no political party has stood up 
let's say we, we condemn what he says and they stand up and they uh, and they fight the comments that he made. It seems like, you know, we're willing to sit on the fence because we may have uh, supporters on both sides of the fence. So we will just sit in the middle. I, 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 I dare uh, political parties to come to the fore and make a comment. And there make have a been political parties that have issued out statements. We we heard now through the premier with the, the ANC and, and the action that was taken uh, from the governmental level, from the party level. We've heard of the minority front that has sent out a press release. What would you want to see? Are you saying that it's not enough in essence? It's not enough. It's mm-hmm. not enough. We, we, this is a serious thing. He's talking about bloodshed, uh, about uh, uh, a, dead in, a good Indian is a dead Indian. I mean, this, this is not uh, something minor. A statement uh, doesn't sort this problem out. As, as, we need something more constructive, something more uh, visible, some uh, uh, action that we, uh, uh, people can see. To make so an example of this, to stop it. Exactly. Well, exactly. Rikesh, thank you very much for your comment. I appreciate it. We're going to leave it there with you. We're going to speak to Salvin Governor now before we go back to the Premier who is listening to our calls here. Uh, Salvin, good afternoon. Good afternoon, uh, 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 and Mr. Chunu just mentioned about freedom of speech. But sadly enough, you know, our late Nelson Mandela said, South Africa belongs to all those who live in it, black and white. No individual should harass or trouble an ex-individual. So, William Chun, uh, pardon me, uh, in Furka, from Lani in Furka, was two years old when we got democracy. He's probably hot under the collar. But he has to remember something, and this is what he must remember that racially polarizing statements, they run counter to our constitution. Also, in the 1950s, I personally was involved and became an activist to oppose apartheid, not because I was Indian, because I joined the consciousness movement for freedom. In 1964, the guys were sent to Robben Island, not because we were Indian, because we wanted freedom. So I'm just saying, Mr. Chuno did mention that across any country, mm-hmm. there are irregularities. So Indians are, could be exploited, one or two of them. And you can even have hardened criminals. But mm-hmm. that is true of every community across South Africa. So what I'm so saying is... So it's not is, good to generalize about any particular racial group at all? Absolutely. So basically I'm saying, Willis uh, uh, and Serka is hot under the collar. We have to educate him and enlighten him and realize that creating polarization among different groups is not a solution to economic problems, but that is faced in our country. Uh, Genevieve, I have to give out a chance. Okay, well, thank you, Salvin. Thank you very much for that. We appreciate it. We're going to be taking calls in just a moment. Once again, we're going to give out the line when we are ready to take your call. It's just gone half past now. If you just tuned in, you're listening to Newsbreak Talk with me, Genevieve Blanca. And we are speaking to KZN Premier, that is Senzo Mhunu, and we're talking about the remarks that have been made by Pumlani Mfeka and his organizations and the effects it has on our communities. But really, how to take this forward now? How do we build relationships? How do we ensure that such remarks are not made again? And isn't that the point, uh, Premier? Uh, first, uh, I, I must uh, emphasize that to those who are doubting that uh, there are people who uh, are trying to do their best and have come out clearly and uh, above board. There's no um, um, a bolder step than the than uh, the one that cabinet of course natal as a government has taken uh, having gone to court to challenge uh, Mr. Mfega in an open court to justify why he should be left alone uh, going on with uh, these uh, racist uh, comments and statements that is making and the co- and the case is pending and and we were doing this 
very, very conscious that we want those who are doubting our stance uh, to see for themselves that we are not beating about Bush, we are not uh, doing any, we are, we are coming out and openly challenging this, just like apartheid was, uh, that, that just like what was done to apartheid and, 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 and so on. But if you say, what well, then, if you say it's not enough, I agree with you insofar as uh, uh, our court action may not necessarily bring an end to Pumlan and uh, those who think yes, like him if just, they are. J- just but, looking uh, at his social networks in this week, you know, uh, researching about him, yeah. I was able to go into his social networks and a lot of those comments still exist on those pages. A lot of the conversation still continues even after the court action taken. So clearly it, it's, it's screaming now for something that's going to be very decisive where it's going to put an end to this. Uh, as one caller said, make an example what, of. What? We, we, we are not going to let anyone uh, alone insofar as uh, they are trying to do this. And we need to look for more effective ways of uh, dealing with this. And the first one is uh, this court action. But, of course, in a broader, on a broader scale, we want to say to the people, of course, Natal in particular, uh, look, we, we want harmony between... Uh, uh, ourselves, wherever we exist, whether we're in a village, in a township, in a setup, wherever, irregardless of our racial mix or non-mix, we just want harmony and peace between people who live in the same area, who live in the same KwaZulu-Natal, who go to the same beaches, who buy in the same shops, and, and whose destiny is the same geographically and otherwise. We want harmony. Now, uh, there is no amount of uh, um, uh, fighting and and the propaganda among those who want to saw racial conflict that will act, that will succeed. Uh, they can promise that they are followed by thousands and thousands of of people exploiting whatever they might be exploiting, uh, uh, taking that convenience mm-hmm. uh, where people may feel that I am employed by Mr. Soren So who happens to be an Indian, and I feel that I am being exploited. And uh, ignore another person who may say, I am employed by a Nkun who is exploiting me, and I know they exist, and mm-hmm. by, by white people generally. And therefore, I think as a collective, as people of course in Natal, we must pedal above this mud and uh, actually confront issues like exploitation, like other issues as they because are. Because that's what it boils are. down to, labor issues on one end, poverty yes, and job are, creation on the issues, other end. Yes. Let us confront them as labor issues. Okay. If if they, if they, if there is a racist among, amongst ourselves, we are going to say there is a racist amongst ourselves, and we are going to take action as we are doing, uh, so that we we teach each other, and 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 I mean in America, for instance, when that young white person set out to shoot uh, black people, he tried to justify it. I'm saying there are extreme extremists in any society and uh, they breed like like this one gradually, gradually. And I, I am saying the people of Kwazulu Natal should not listen to Mfega, should not follow Mfega. Instead, 
they should just uh, talk to all of us to confront mm-hmm. those particular issues so for what they the are and, and, for, and, and separate them from racism. Well, we're going to go back to the lines now, Premier. We have Kosinati Mkese who's called us. Uh, good afternoon to you. Uh, good afternoon, ma'am. Uh, afternoon to the Premier and the listeners. Uh, look, I, 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 I don't agree with the Premier's approach. One, I, I don't support this uh, gentleman, Mr. Vera. But I, 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 my observation has been that before, even before 1994, there has been complaints uh, from, from, from uh, black people. Uh, it, it has become a general view that, that, that uh, Indians are, are, are oppressing them in, in, in one way or, or another. Uh, two, uh, a number of Sundays, there is a radio station, uh, a, a, a community radio station, where people relate the, have been relating these issues, uh, where they have been victimized. That's, that's the second point. Um, three, it's no longer a fair thing, because remember, we had uh, that uh, Sangwani guy with Mazbuye African Forum. He had followers. He had people uh, 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 who were uh, 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 saying things, some of the things quite despicable. Um, uh, so w- I don't think we should uh, just uh, uh, make it a, a fairer uh, uh, or are some sort of issue. There are some people who are involved. I, mm-hmm. I think, I, I suggest that it should be discussed, it should be put on the table, because there is another book which has been. Um, uh, 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 written by uh, Professor Ashwin Desai and Mr. Vard, uh, talking about Gandhi. Now, if you couple these things, it, it, it does reinforce certain suspicions. So I, I, I'm saying... But, you know, uh, can you judge an entire community based on the experiences of a few? Because you've got races that will exist within the Zulu community, within the Indian community, within the white community. You Can you then have a blanket cover over an entire community based on those particular individuals? Yes, I agree with you, ma'am. And I, I really don't... I detest that because I, I, in the area where I live, I, I even said my name. I have Indians uh, 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 families. I have Indian friends. I, I mean, I grew up in Durban. Uh, I, I don't like to generalize. They are good uh, people. But what I am trying to say is that since the issue has been uh, 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 in the public domain, it should be discussed rather than shutting up that 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 and and make it his own issues. Whereas there are some people who could say they are victims. Let, let, let's look at them. Let's put these issues on the table and have a discussion forum so that everybody uh, is, is satisfied. Because now you can't just say these people are lying because it's not only fair. Okay, then, it's, Mr. Mkise, let me just put it to you in this way then because you're saying, listen, let's hear what the complaints are. Let's hear if these are legitimate concerns and have the conversation instead of just shutting him up. What absolutely. About, but what about, you know, South Africans of Indian origin who are saying, listen, we've been victims of racism too from the black community you know we've experienced crime from the black community as well who have you know and and we've had all of this happen but we're not we don't want to now throw a blanket cover over it so shouldn't shouldn't the conversation be holistic looking at all races and what are their experiences individually can I enter the debate right there? Sure, go uh, ahead. I like your point. You are saying, let us put the matter on the table. Absolutely. You are not saying, you, you, you are not saying 
let us enter into a rampage. Let us instigate anti-Indian sentiments among our people, so that they they spring into anti-Indian action. You are not saying that. I agree with you. Not at all. Just like just like. Yes, just like Kawazul, you, you, you see, there is uh, something that is generalized about government that we, we who are working for government are corrupt. Now, what do we do with corruption? We, we say, let us fight corruption, let us identify cases and instances of corruption, let us fight it, and, and, and let us arrest those, let us... And let us uh, get them to jail those who are found to be corrupt and and that is the thing we 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 we, we generalize and when this generalization grows we then allow processes to uh, don't deny it uh, and 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 is right we we are not denying it that there is a sentiment or there may be a sentiment out there all we're saying there are also those people who are being exploited by fellow uh, indigenous Africans, mm-hmm. are, and I know that. And that and perhaps is the po- are, should be the starting they're, point. There are also those who are being, uh, in fact, thousands and thousands of them, who are being exploited by whites. Why narrow this thing? Why being stereotyped against Indians mm-hmm. in particular mm-hmm. when, when wrongdoers are across the board? So that is why it makes a point. We're not making it a entire issue. But we are saying he should not raise the matters in the manner that he is uh, uh, doing. Because that could be irresponsible. Premier, can we just say goodbye to Mr. Mkize for the purpose of time? We're going to say goodbye to you, Mr. Mkize, and leave it there with you. You do raise a very valid point about having that conversation. The question perhaps is where do we begin that conversation and how can it be had in a responsible way? I'm going to go to our next caller, Premier, before we come back to you. We have Advocate Ashan Singh who's called us and he's the gentleman that we had played the interview of earlier who had raised this issue in court as well. So Advocate Ashan Singh, good afternoon. Good afternoon, good afternoon, Premier. Uh, good afternoon. Go uh, ahead, sir. Can I just carry on? Yes, go ahead. All right. You know, there's always three sides to a coin, not two sides as most people think. From Lani, from Lani Mfeka, as the Premier will tell you, is a former member of the ANC Youth League. He'll also tell you that the ANC has given Mfeka tenders the value of tens of millions of rands. And I challenge him to say on air that's not true. You'll see that the Post newspaper carries a front page article saying that Mfeka is an EFF member, which we know is not true either. So the political game involved here is very, very serious, and one must ask why is it necessary to bring politics into such an issue. Now, Samrim was formed five years ago. It's a registered organization. The Premier knows of it. We complain about the fact that the University of KZN takes two Indian children for every hundred children taken. We complain that there's an Employment Equity Act the Premier enforces, which ensures that he's another employee more than 2% Indians in his department and in the government provincially and nationally. These are facts. He can dispute it. It's a law of this country. In order to make sure Indians keep quiet and do not challenge the Employment Equity Act, the mid-school issues, every now and then some idiot pops up like Mfeka who makes serious defamatory allegations that are insightful, that are hateful, that are intimidatory. And then we hear it's time for social cohesion. We need to discuss this. People involved in social cohesion are handpicked by government. They do not deal directly with the communities. They prepare reports that the government would like to see and likes to hear. Now, I've charged Pumlani Mfeka criminally. He hasn't been arrested yet. Wheels of justice turn slowly. I've taken him to the Equality Court again last week. 
Two years ago, when he was mm-hmm. part of the Mazibuye Forum, and the Premier knows all of this, we reported him to the Human Rights Commission. It's taken two years for the Human Rights Commission to act on our complaint, despite us contacting them daily. We have regular meetings which are monitored. Our ministers are available for anybody to see. There is something far more sinister than just this issue of Mfeka disliking India. nobody. Uh, Advocate Singh, I'm, I'm going to ask you, you know, because for the purpose of time on, on this particular program, I want to hear, you know, you're taking this to court now and you, and you want to see action on this, but what is the way forward? How do we build relationships in this country? How do we stop this kind of sentiment, irrespective of where they come from? There will always be people who are nasty, who are racist, who are lazy, who are inefficient and incompetent. They need to be dealt with by the by the law. The law provides it's a criminal offense. They need to be punished, prosecuted, and sent to jail. Then other people won't do that again. It's simple as that. In, in the papers that the Premier's Office uh, or the Premier's Department filed, the Safety and Security Minister and, and Ravi Pillay, the MEC for Public Works, they said they would lay criminal charges. I've repeatedly asked them why aren't they laying the criminal charges. Despite telling a judge of the High Court we lay criminal charges, they haven't. To the point where I had to go and do it myself. Let him explain why they didn't do it. Because somewhere down the line, they're going to sit around the table, have tea, running in fact I'll get a few more tenders, they'll all shake hands and then next time it happens before elections we'll all hear that the ANC is supporting the Indian the Indian community and should all vote for the ANC. It makes me very, very angry. Well you advocate Ashen Singh all the time. Advocate Ashen Singh, I'm going to leave it there with you. Thank you for your call Thank and you I'm me. going to put these comments through directly to the Premier. Premier your your reaction to it. No, I like what uh, um, Ashen and other uh, callers are saying because they are saying uh, we are not going to look at government alone doing what they have done, especially if we see uh, that uh, um, a stronger action can be taken. Rather than accuse government maybe uh, of uh, this and that shortcoming, let other people and other organizations also act so that this thing is spread across all of us, uh, uh, including Kabazele and Mr. Mkiza, who called earlier on saying, let us put uh, the matter on the table because the issue of uh, um, blaming one another that we are not doing enough, uh, so and so is not doing enough. Let us all uh, spring into action because we are we have a common view about this uh, with all the people who have called that nobody is saying well done Vega uh, continue we are behind you so racial hatred among people in the province based on race everybody abhors it everybody is uh, all we, di- we may differ from or have different views on is uh, this, the, the kind of action, the uh, agency, the, uh, uh, the impact and so on. Now, let everybody uh, who shares this view with us act in their own way uh, mm-hmm. so that we combine in, 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 in the strength of defeating this particular uh, issue, even uh, without necessarily saying what defeating Zaga, what defeating, when they just act to defeat the idea shared by whoever, uh, as long as it is racism, uh, let us fight it, all of us. I like yeah. the feeling that I'm hearing, and we need to act, all of us. Mm, Premier, well, I'm going to give you an opportunity to just react to the part uh, where Advocate Singh says or accuses the ANC of, of, of uh, mollycoddling, so to speak, Mfeka saying that Mr. Mfeka will sit across the table and get tenders from the ANC. I think, you know, I would like to give you an opportunity to react directly to that. Uh, you know, Mr. Mfeka's relationship with the ANC. 
Well, I, I, I know I know of no, of no relationship between the ANC uh, and Vega, and maybe the person who can uh, uh, answer that looking at the records uh, would be our, our office, whether he is a member or not. But at some point, when we checked, uh, when the last time we had uh, anything to do with uh, this, uh, when the allocation was made, uh, it was um, uh, found that uh, um, uh, he was actually not a member. And uh, when they met uh, the provincial secretary, they they uh, um, uh, he, he he left the meeting unceremoniously, leaving others uh, saying, "Now look, he is taking an extreme position," and so on and so on. In other words, the people he had come with. Uh, supposedly uh, sharing a view with them, rejected him uh, and so on. And and, and, and it's, it's, it's not so much the issue of him being a member or, or a non-member. It's more of saying uh, a person who propagates anything that has to do with racism is rejected and that is condemned in whatever form he, bring, he tries to bring it, it is condemned. And we, we are not going to compromise and we are not going to flinch uh, on that. And we are not going to beat about and we are not going to mm-hmm. uh, make any excuses. We are going to act on them but as Premier, we are doing well, now. Well, Premier, speaking about acting, one last final point from Advocate Ashen Singh, talking about laying uh, criminal charges. Why hasn't uh, the province laid official criminal charges against Mr. Mfeka? We, we have, as of now, opted for a court interdict, and the case is coming in November. Uh, I don't have the date uh, uh, at the top of my head, but it's the case is coming in November. In the meantime, uh, all other options are being weighed by us, and which we discussed at Cabinet, including approaching the Human Rights Commission, and we are dealing with this matter. But what we, we felt we needed to do was to do something that would be uh, very quick, most urgent, and we thought of a court interdict preventing him from spreading whatever he was spreading on, on the SMSs. And we succeeded in doing that, and we'll consider any of the next actions that will consolidate our stance and our action. So we shouldn't be looked at as uh, narrowing our ex- action or activities uh, merely on, uh, on, uh, on, on this action, but it is one of the actions in the, in the line. Mm-hmm. But we are saying to people, let also them not uh, be watchers. Let us act, all of us, in our different ways, in, in our different capacities, uh, so that uh, we share this thing that it's not just uh, uh, something that government alone should take responsibility. At so you're encouraging uh, other organizations do, yeah. to also let join us, in this? Yes, let them take action, let it spread. Uh, just like Mfega uh, uh, say, uh, there are many people behind him. Let us, let, us, let us also demonstrate that there are many people in front of him, not just behind him. Well, we're going to go back to the lines now. We're approaching the last uh, 10 minutes of the program. We're going to have news coming up in uh, 10 minutes. But let's speak to Jay from Peter Marisburg, who's called us through. Jay, good afternoon. Good afternoon to you, ma'am. Good afternoon to you, Premier. Ma'am, good afternoon. Mm-hmm. We seem to be missing a huge point here. Your first speaker picked up on that. Okay. That the education that is needed mm-hmm. to build this kind of dialogue, yes. the education that is needed to show the contribution of Indians to the struggle mm. is not taking place. Our history textbooks don't record the role of the Natal Indian Congress mm-hmm. when the signing of the Freedom Charter was done. About a year and a half ago, maybe two years, our Honorable Premier wrote a column in the Natal Witness, in the Witness 
regarding uh, Bazibuya Forum. After that, nothing happened. One column in a newspaper doesn't address the serious problem we are facing. Mm. Dialogue is very crucial. We need to engage people. We need mm-hmm. to educate people from school level. Our school textbooks are a sham. Nothing there talks about nation building, about Ubuntu, about we are all one nation taking us forward. Even our constitution recognizes that a lot of work still has to be done. Mm-hmm. And we have failed to do that work because we have prioritized other issues, which time doesn't allow us to go into. But let's encapsulate, Mr. Premier. You have started this one and a half years ago in the newspaper. You have now taken a court action. Let us, as South Africans, see how government can involve us and engage in dialogue and move towards a peaceful South Africa. It's a beautiful country to live in for everybody. Thank you, ma'am. I'll listen in on the radio. Well, thank you for that. And that was a point that we were going to raise towards the end of the program as well, the issue of Indian history in South Africa. But before we do so, take that issue up with the Premier. Let's speak to Sheila, who's also called us in, who's been waiting very patiently, Sheila. Thank you for, for waiting. And you're welcome to go ahead with your comment. Yes, I just want to say it's only the media and um, and the uh, newspapers, that's the newspaper and the radio that is putting this guy on a pedestal. The other thing is, he's no longer on the social networking sites. I tried to get in, um, I used to see him writing before, he's no longer there. And uh, I feel the less attention we give to him, the better for her, because he's also against the ANC, he's also been talking about uh, KZM, it should be led by a tribal leader and King Zulatini should take over and uh, make uh, KZN an independent state. So he's got a lot of issues. Um, and I also feel there are racists in every group um, and the black people have been racist towards other race groups as well in general, uh, not just the circum. And uh, I feel um, we must stop having the victim mentality and start moving forward. And instead of making big issues of issues that uh, can be dealt with in a manner that does not have to be publicized. Thank you very much. Well, interesting points there, Sheila. Thank you very much for that. I appreciate it. Now, uh, Premier, you know, let's just come back to the point that our first caller had raised, Jay from Peter Marisburg had also raised, looking at uh, really being able to share our history and teach our history, uh, our collective uh, history at that. So if we, you know, speaking about, for example, as the first caller said, the role that South African Indians have played in the struggle, we know Amit Kathrada, Amit Timal, who's been in the media quite a bit for this week, you know, this kind of history that our callers are saying is lacking in those textbooks that can help in nation building? Yes, uh, I, I agree with that point. And first, I want to say that looking from that perspective in terms of uh, the uh, profile of uh, uh, luminaries uh, in the struggle for liberation in this country from the Indian community, you would say that uh, entertaining this thing that we are now doing uh, is a post-liberation uh, luxury because uh, uh, nobody has been, uh, uh, you know, feeling or, or, 
feeling uh, somehow uh, that there must be this matter on the table because we're all facing the common enemy, apartheid. Now we're post, uh, we're post uh, liberation and we're confronted by new challenges. And I agree that there should be a broad education in, in our society uh, about racial harmony and about contributions for everybody. And let us confront those things that uh, we don't uh, uh, accept in our society what, uh, for what they are. When they are rapists, let us confront uh, them. When they are uh, uh, murderers, let us face them. When they are racist among us, let us also uh, do something about it uh, so that we uh, free our nation of all these mm-hmm. uh, social ills and wrongs. And one of them is dialogue, I agree. And, and perhaps it's a matter that we need to look at uh, after this with uh, much more vigor so that it is sustained and uh, it helps people across across the board you so know, that we all mm-hmm. get educated and get on board in terms of racial harmony. You know, you, you're saying, uh, you, you're making a pertinent point on this and I think that just about everybody would agree with you, but how do how does this translate to Action Premier? If We've been talking about rewriting history of books course. for a very long time. You know, when can uh, we see that of, of materialize? Of, co- of course, we started. Uh, we started with uh, in one, uh, with uh, uh, the aftermath of xenophobia, where we put together a team led by uh, um, a, a judge, a retired judge, who are due to give us uh, their their report. Uh, and this was one form of racial of, uh, of disharmony, even if it was uh, not necessarily uh, uh, having uh, racial undertones. But it is one form of it. But uh, on the other hand, uh, there's something that we're doing, setting up uh, an institution that we call uh, AMAFA, KZN AMAFA uh, Institute, that will promote uh, as from next year. Uh, when we finish it, uh, issues of this nature and seek to open up a platform in a much more sustainable and coherent manner in terms of discussion and 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 having attention to these matters and call upon everybody to uh, to be active in ensuring that they they in the battle of ideas we are able to engage and on, on such ideas and discourage uh, things that uh, cause disharmony. But in the meantime, uh, we, we, we do need to look at, at, at other uh, ways of doing it. And uh, engagement and, and dialogue is the way. It. And I agree, let's put the matter on the table, let's dialogue around it and see what will come out of it going forward. Well, like Mr. Mkize was talking about having that important conversation, is this yes. a conversation that you'll be willing to lead in the province considering the level of tension that has risen from this matter? Definitely, definitely. We, we, we can't say uh, one court action or one column or this and that is enough. We, we need to look at uh, a sustainable program that will sustain a positive, a positive, a positive dialogue uh, that will produce constructive ideas around uh, racial harmony that will result into our province uh, making progress. You know, we, we can't progress as a province economically and otherwise. All of us, uh, if we uh, uh, turn to this 
uh, kind of stereotypes uh, because tomorrow we are going to find someone who is going to be uh, propagating anti-Zulu sentiments and then we are going to waste time and, and think about this and say let us see. so we need to be uh, dialoguing and, uh, and, and, and function above board so that those who nurse these particular feelings somewhere in dark corners they know that on the broader scale of things there is a debate there is a there's a program that is ongoing which they can't defeat and if they want to be hit they will have to subscribe to that rather than uh look in the darkness and then say and say all these kinds of things that cause disharmony mm-hmm. in our society well premier thank you very much for joining us in newsbreak talk we appreciate it you you are wonderful for providing us this kind of platform it is one of the positive contributions one of the ta- one of the tables on which we or platforms on which we are able to discuss these matters going forward thank you very much well that was premier of kuzulu natal sense who's been joining us for the past hour we had managed to take some of your calls this is an ongoing issue that we will continue to cover but that's where we have to leave the program this afternoon brought to you by executive producer sama patel and producers oran singh and hussein ibrahim before i leave you with the news just a thought this afternoon a quote from our late uh, uh, tata nelson mandela and he said at the rivonia trial i have fought against white domination and i fought against black domination i have cherished the ideal of a democratic and free society in which all persons live together in harmony and with equal opportunities so as you go through this week let that be your ideal that you cherish too time now for the news with navita gajwaj the views and opinions expressed on newsbreak talk do not represent those of sabc news or lotus fm